everyone, and welcome to another episode of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. So glad to have you with us. And as always, thanks to all you new listeners out there for taking the time to check us out. Okay, we have another fun show for you. My guest today comes to us from Eugene, Oregon, where she teaches and organizes regular tango events. She fell in love with tango back in 1999 and makes regular trips to Buenos Aires. Today's guest is not only a tango instructor, but also a writer and filmmaker. And with me now is Maricela Risic. Maricela, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's great to have you on the podcast. Great to have to be here. I think it's a great idea what you're doing, so oh, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Maricela. So take us back a little bit towards the beginning of your tango journey. How did you fall in love with tango? Well, as a Spanish speaker, I felt it was like an osmosis, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I knew about Carlos Gardel. I could sing some of his songs, you know, Carlos Gardel yeah. was the icon of tango in the, in the 30s. So my uh, grandparents and my father and siblings, they all knew about Carlos Gardel. Mm. And when you were watching TV, you suddenly would see a movie of Carlos Gardel. Oh. So tango was kind of like part of your collective consciousness as a Spanish speaker, even though it wasn't my generation. Mm -hmm. It was a generation prior to that. So when in 1999, mm -hmm. a friend of mine from Mexico said, hey, somebody's teaching tango in Eugene. And I go, oh my gosh, let's go, let's go. <laughs> So we got there, I was upstairs, mm -hmm. and there was a, a, a gentleman that was uh, teaching tango, and as, I w as, as we went through walking to the second floor, mm -hmm. I remember listening to a music that I didn't know it was exactly, but it was Verde Mar, mm. and I just felt that, that, that energy that comes from your feet all the way to your heart, and it, mm -hmm. just, it just makes me kind of like nervous or energy. So I got there, you know, they had a little roto chair where you sat. They were already in the practica. At the time, there was just the, the lessons and the practica. Mm -hmm. So we, I got there, and, you know, I'm looking at everybody, and, you know, the on train night, you know, you saw, okay, you know, they dancing tango. Mm -hmm. You know, the tango that I probably had in mind was like everybody else, the one that you have seen in stage. Yeah. It's also the one that you see in the movie over there. You know, mm -hmm. you did see people kind of dancing tango, but it was that idea of tango, like it was in your in your collective consciousness. So I went to that first, and I found out right away they did it every Sunday. Well, I was there every Sunday wow. after that for, it never stopped. I, it <laughs> never stopped. So that was my beginning of tango. It was all idea of tango that I had in my heart. You know, I could sing Mi Buenos Aires Queridos, Gira mm -hmm. Gira, Cuesta Abajo. Those all were Gardel's song. Nice. Uh, and it, that's how my journey started. Yes. Yeah. What was your first tango lesson like? Do you remember? Well, I don't remember the exact detail or how I felt. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know that the next Sunday of that first exposure to tango, I went back. I don't remember exactly, but I do remember a week after that, mm -hmm. uh, feeling kind of frustrated. Like, mm. geez, you know, I'm not getting what am I supposed to do here? And I'm a very demanding learner. You know, I, yeah. I take a path and I go and I challenge myself. But every time I would get really frustrated, it would just 
you know, the next time I would be more devoted to it. Mm. And that's kind of how I learned things. It's just I, I was excited about it, but I was really frustrated about it. And I would just go back into the lessons. And a year, it was in 1999. So in 2000, mm-hmm. I went to Buenos Aires, my ah, first trip to wow. Buenos Aires. And I spent about a month, uh, no you know, one week I went to Iguazu Fold, and, uh, but <laughs> primarily in Buenos Aires, and I just was like going to every milonga that exists, asking questions everywhere, <laughs> researching everything, and my first official dance in the milonga <laughs> was in Viejo Correo, and it was raining a lot, and my friend and I got there, and the lady in the front said like, oh, there are a lot of women already, so... I don't know if you guys are going to get any dance. So <laughs> it wasn't very encouraging, but uh, we got there, we sat down, and that's where I have my official first milonga mm. uh, feeling. And it was like, you know, I thought I was dancing well, but mm-hmm. when I sat down, there was a lady next to me, and she said, you did good, but you have to remember the guy's leading. So I got my <laughs> lesson, my first lesson on, like, don't anticipate. Of course, mm. you know, a beginner. I was a beginner one year. Mm-hmm. But you, you think you know more than you know at that time. <laughs> but uh, that was my first big milonga dancing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the very first lesson, I, I can't remember my impression. But I was so excited. Who knows? Probably just went through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's great that you jumped right in and you kept going despite the frustration. So I want to talk a little bit about turning points in your learning. So Maricela, what's some really good or memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers that, that have stuck with you? Well, one of the people that I consider a, a teacher that I admire, who's also a good personal friend, is Carlos and Maria Rivarola. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them, yes. but uh, they are, you know, they represent to me the history of tango or the history of the re- revival of, of Argentine tango. They were mm-hmm. the couple that was in that first Argentine tango in 1984. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what make all, all of us aware of, about Argentine tango. They said, you know, after... Mm-hmm the play that they spent 10 years, Tango Argentino, mm-hmm. that people would be asking them, where can we learn tango? And then they would go to Buenos Aires and try to get all the people that have stopped dancing. Uh, you know, as we know, historically, tango went through about a couple of decades where yeah. people still was, were singing tango and doing tango, but mm-hmm. no really dancing tango. Right. It's like the new generation were more interested in rock and roll that they mm-hmm. were in tango. So I pay attention when uh, Carlos Silvarola says something because he's part of that living history mm-hmm. that we still have access. So I sponsor him and his wife here in Eugene, oh, nice. um, organize them to come and teach. And in like in 2004 or five, I mm-hmm. think, I remember him saying phrases like, the guy has to follow the follower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nowadays we have more roles for the followers. At that time, it didn't make a lot of sense. I was like, okay, Lee and follower. There's the Lee and then it's follower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he said something like, the, the Lee follow the follower, that was the first time ever I listened to that phrase. And it didn't make a lot of sense until years and years later. Mm-hmm. And I still try to explain to my leads when I'm teaching them to lead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about... I do something and finish it, and then the follow catch up. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about suggesting that step, 
and then monitoring what's happening in her body. And mm. that, you know, just recently, almost you know, the last few years, it makes even more sense, that mm-hmm. phrase that he said years and years ago. Another phrase that he said, one day I was taking a private lesson with him, mm-hmm. and with him, and he said, what is it? You, 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 you're not expressing the music. And I'm like, oh, I was, like, you know, worried so much about the steps that I, the musicality was out the door. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, the guy fits in the music of the follower. Mm. And that seems like a simple thing. And again, you know, I think people are more aware of mechanics and musicality now. Mm-hmm. But that's always kind of a challenge to uh, remind the follower that she has a big role in the music. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm trying to teach the follower uh, musicality, I remember that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are two that comes to mind, you mm-hmm. know, from from Carlos Rivarola uh, and Maria Rivarola, especially Carlos. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's what comes to mind right now. If I remember some more, I'll tell you <laughs> sure, as I go. Sure. Yeah, Carlos, yeah. he was uh, he was in that film Tango by Carlos Saura. Yes, in yes. Yeah. he was a, a choreographer, right. a great person, mm-hmm. a great human being. You know, mm. he knows a lot and he doesn't even, he's just a good good person mm. altogether. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so Maristela, one thing that really uh, caught my eye about your bio is that you have a background in filmmaking and writing. So do I, actually. Yes. So that's one of the reasons oh, why, yeah. yeah, I was really eager to get a hold yeah. of you. So, uh-huh. so have you combined uh-huh. those two mediums, filmmaking and writing, with, with tango in any way? Yeah, many of my friends are asking that question, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a, I work a lot with my inner self, mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying so much all the aspects of tango that I haven't felt in the need of combining those. Mm-hmm. All those is in the back of my mind. And what I suspect, as I go over all the challenges, you know, I feel much more secure, of course, than mm-hmm. when I first went to Argentina in 2000. I feel like I get better and better dancers, mm-hmm. male dancers, and I'm a better, better dancer. So as all those challenges get met, you know, creative mind, like, like you know new new challenges mm-hmm. i probably try i think it's i'm going to be trying to combine them mm-hmm. uh, i have ideas you know for a while the all these interviews with different maestros mm-hmm. and i kept it in my computer and then i went into something else so at some point i i suspect that i'm that that's going to be my next mm-hmm. challenge or my next inner creative self wants right. to explore that mm-hmm. for the moment i am working in a novel but it's a novel that i started four years ago and i wanted to to finish it nice. um but yeah at some point those those loves going to come back to me and yeah. i think I, w- I will do something with it yeah. i'll let you know <laughs> okay that sounds exciting yeah it's great i, I just i just saw that so yeah you're also a filmmaker and writer so that was that's yeah. great. Yeah. Good. In the beginning, I noticed that you, you said that um, there were times when you felt frustrated, but you still kept going through with tango. You kept coming back from, from lessons. So uh, a lot of students, especially those who are just beginning, they may also feel frustrated and they also may have negative thoughts or they might feel uh, kind of insecure about their abilities. 
Um, but you kept going back and you've gotten a lot of experience, become quite accomplished. So what advice would you have for, for some of those students who are of tango, who are just beginning, who might feel that same frustration? I tell my students, you know, when they first come to class, I say, you know, tango has a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Uh, you're going to feel frustrated. Uh, you're going to feel like uh, you cannot do it. Uh, lately, I've been saying, try to f- to not avoid that feeling, mm-hmm. but don't judge it. Mm. Don't 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 let your head get on the way. Uh-huh. I mean, I have seen so many people that I can sense inside myself that it's an open door for them, but they might get mind gets on the way, mm-hmm. uh, and they stop the process. They 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 don't let it go through. Mm-hmm. And I say you have to have patience, perseverance, and practice. You know mm-hmm. the three P's that you that you need in any new endeavor that you begin. And I was reminding them that, and I say I was there. I'm still sometimes like, oh, you know, I gotta get this done. I was. But just recently in May, I was invited to be part of the cast of Maria Buenos Aires. Nice. That was, uh, yeah, that was here in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I experienced some frustration. <laughs> um, it, it was, you know, it was kind of a different challenge. I, you know, I had to do some acting. I haven't done that in a long time. I had to memorize things, which I don't like to memorize too many things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of humbling. And nothing, I just kind of, okay, I'm feeling this. I just had to get there and, and try. I know, I know it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same advice I give to people. Try not to let your head get, get on the way. Uh, every time you start something new, whether you go to a new job, you're going to feel that. That's that's feeling alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we try to avoid feelings. We have to learn to feel them. Yeah, yeah. It, that's being alive. You know, mm-hmm. the day that I stop feeling feelings, I'm probably not going to like it as much, you mm-hmm. know. A, I remember hearing a actor, he said, I still feel stage fright. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, that guy, it's, you know, he's a super professional. Mm-hmm. And he said, that is just part of the game. I, the mm-hmm. day that I stop feeling that, I'm going to be bored. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think we all deal with that. It's just mm-hmm. finding ways to to get some philosophy. And that's my new philosophy. Mm-hmm. Don't judge your feelings. Just feel them. Yeah. And straighten up. Get your body. Your, your body's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's your main tool. Uh, breathe deeply and straighten it up and that's what i do i still do that i just go there and i get a new partner and i get my body my alignment in place Mm -hmm. take a deep breath and go for the journey nice (laughs) yeah that's really that's really great advice to don't deny the feeling feel it but don't let it don't let it take you take over it's a new area of of looking at it Mm -hmm. and and instead of avoiding it and just make you more nervous and it just, you know, I'm feeling nervous. You just mm-hmm. admitting it and and um, don't let that stop you because then they say, what is it, the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's rewards that, that you will get, especially mm-hmm. with a, something like tango. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Okay, Maricel, I wanted to ask a little bit about uh, community. So in your opinion, what are some good ways for advanced students to help beginner students? 
I think, you know, first of all, let's look at it from the point of view of the milonga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all want to dance with the best dancers. We all have our favorite dance. So Mm -hmm. I tell my students in my community, I say, okay, great. Just dance with the people that you love. Mm -hmm. But pretty soon, you're only going to have two or three left. Are you going to like a milonga that had two or three people? Mm -hmm. You need to give something back to the community. So don't just dance with the best and your favorite. Also give a chance to the one that are coming along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I know you may be your favorite dancers, but they are there. They're making a presence. You're not just doing these people a favor. You're doing it to yourself mm-hmm. because otherwise nobody likes to go to a party then, where there are only two or three people. And those are the two or three people that are going to be left if you only dance with your favorite. Mm-hmm. So that's in the milonga context. I also remind the more advanced students, I say you were beginner ones, mm-hmm. and you went through all this process. Try to take charge of uh, your giving something back to mm-hmm. these people that are new. Talk to them, uh, tell them about your experience, because when people come new, they think, oh, my goodness, you know, that person is so good, and that person, the beginner, doesn't know that that person is still probably working in their tango. I have, I get that constantly. I, oh, such and such, and said, you know what? You know that person you're talking about. That person is still working in little habit that they acquired mm-hmm. a while back. So we all learning something mm-hmm. uh, about tango, and it just make a lot of sense to to be kind to mm-hmm. new people, uh, to beginners. At the same time, I tell the people to keep working in the tango because you're going to get better dancers mm-hmm. the more you work in your tango. It's, it's everybody doing the best they can do and reminding themselves that you're trying to build a community. And if mm-hmm. you want to build a community, you have to invest in that community. Right. You cannot just say, I want a community, and then mm-hmm. you go to the milonga and sit down there and try to be the big guy or the girl that don't mm-hmm. dance with anybody else. So I try to <laughs> encourage that in the community that I have milonga every Sundays. I have one Saturday that I do milonga, I DJ, mm-hmm. and I always preach in that kind of philosophy to remind people, because people will say, oh, I don't want to dance with such and such because blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, there are personality that people that we don't get along, but I say, mm-hmm. okay, I can admit, I can agree with that, but here is the other side of that. Right, right. So sticking with students, Maricela, what have you learned from your own students over the years? Be more, more patient, yeah. uh, compassion. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, we make the assumption, uh, I get a lot of adults, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, my oldest student is 91. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's Laura and she's uh, wonderful. And, and she's still, she believes in movement. So, mm-hmm. um, she's willing to learn. She be- believes in brain plasticity. So she's, mm-hmm. she's out there uh, trying. So I get, uh, my population, I get younger, 30 and and even younger than that. But mm-hmm. my main population is adults, probably over 50. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are people who have career, are smart people. Mm-hmm. And 
I think by working with them, it shows me that we all have a child within mm-hmm. ourselves that is, has insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I have learned the, to be compassionate about their, their own process, uh, which it makes me a better person as a human being. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also they present a challenge to me mm-hmm. uh, when I they don't seem to get something or they get so frustrated. It's, you know, it makes me try to look at things from another perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's a learning experience. Yeah, that's the thing I can think of. Okay, nice. Uh, right off my head. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I have a student who's 91 and still dancing. That's wonderful. So yeah, that should be very inspiring there, to yeah. all of us. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and she looks great. Good. Uh, keep moving, keep moving, and mm-hmm. it's, it's. I mean, that's a, one of the benefit, the health benefit of mm-hmm. of tango is that you're moving. You you, the improvisation of it that you don't really, you know, you get inspired in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's right there. Yeah, so, a lot of reasons to keep dancing tango, and mm-hmm. a lot of reasons to share with our students and mm-hmm. to share that gift. It's like mm-hmm. a like a gift. It, you know, talking back about the students, mm-hmm. I also learned that, you know, some people, they are not ready. And mm-hmm. I used to feel, uh, gosh, what am I doing? They, they know they're getting it or, mm-hmm. or they're quitting. And I also have learned to do my best. That's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And they have to do their homework. They have right. to do their homework. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I can put it in their body. It's up to them in the end. For me, for me, I have to be sure that I'm doing everything I can, and then I cannot take responsibility for their part. Mm-hmm. And that also has been a learning experience because I'm, I'm the kind of personality that I want mm-hmm. that to be good. I want to make my best effort in everything. Mm-hmm. And when that wasn't happening, I would get like upset, you know, emotionally, mm-hmm. engaged that, that, that much. And I have learned to just kind of let go too. And that's health. It's, it's healthy for us as instructors. Mm-hmm. We have the responsibility of doing our best. We have the responsibility of understanding what that student needs, mm-hmm. which might be a little slightly different than another student. But at some point, they need to also take responsibility yeah. for their part, mm-hmm. do their homework out there. Yeah. All right, Maricela, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about your experiences dancing in, in Buenos Aires because you, you mm-hmm. go there quite often. You have a tango tour that you organize. So for students mm-hmm. who started tango in the U.S. and they fell in love with tango in the U.S. and they're going to dance tango in, in Buenos Aires, are, are there differences or are, what should we be prepared for? Well, uh, first of all, I think everybody that dances tango should try to make at least once mm-hmm. to Buenos Aires. It is like going to Mecca or going to the Holy Land. <laughs> uh, I think the feeling is, is quite different in the Milonga Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's because, you know, the Argentinians, we cannot dance the same as the Argentinians, so they were born mm-hmm. in Argentina. Is because it's the historical place of tango mm-hmm. is the collective consciousness of the people that created tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get to the milonga in Buenos Aires, I just feel different than when I go to a milonga, let's say I went just to Washington, D.C. not mm-hmm. long ago, and dance there. It, it feels is 
slightly different. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not going to find great tango dancers in the U.S. or mm -hmm. Europe. Per capita, of course, in Argentina there are more because there are more milongas happening in the same time, 47 <laughs> milongas. Mm -hmm. So that in itself is worthwhile going down there. Mm -hmm. There is also, you know, we bring different information and we get different information from different students. Mm -hmm. It's good for, for us to go there and see by ourselves. Mm -hmm. I try to expose my students that go there in the tour to the super traditional milonga, to the more informal milonga, so mm -hmm. they get a real picture. The better dancer you are, the more chances you have to dance, mm -hmm. to dance with a better dancer, because there is that in all of us that dance tango. We want that little challenge, you yeah. know, there's that dancer there that we want to try to dance, mm -hmm. and people notice that. And preparing for, for going to Buenos Aires is that, try to be, be the best tango dancer you can be before mm -hmm. you go and you have better opportunity and better chance to, to dance. Respect, you know, the culture, inform yourself. If you, you know, like before I go, I, we do a little practice about cabeceo. Mm -hmm. I talk about, you know, the culture of the milonga and each milonga has sometimes an overall culture that corresponds to tango but also the culture of that specific neighborhood mm -hmm. or that specific milonga it's not the same to go to cachirulo hector mm -hmm. who he can give he, if he see you doing like a gancho he goes and talk to you and say you know sorry no gancho here oh, or yeah. He <laughs> may not like you dancing guy with guy or girl with girl. That's mm -hmm. his milonga, you know, mm -hmm. so there's a culture on that milonga. And he has, you know, all the girls in one side, all the boys in one side, mm -hmm. the couples there. If you know one of his other people that go there every one of his habitués, he may place you someplace else. Well, that's part of the milonga. If mm. Part of the loyalty. If you, if you go to that milonga, that's, they're going to give you a certain privilege. Mm -hmm. And whether we like it or not, that's part of the culture of the milonga. Oh. So a lot of different little hints to help make it more pleasant. Mm -hmm. uh, people tend to be friendly, but they are not going to do you a favor. Like in our milonga uh, here, we have a different set of needs that they don't have. They're going to invite you if you are a good dancer, primarily. Uh, sure, you know, there might be some guy there that all he cares is to look at the girl, if, especially if that's not the milonga that he usually goes, mm -hmm. he may invite you. But if that's the milonga that he usually go, he wants to look good in the floor. Oh. So he's going to look at you dancing first. Mm -hmm. So there's all that little stuff going on that I try to talk to my people. So they enjoy it more because they are mm -hmm. more prepared. Okay. So uh, one week and we... We learn a lot in one week, mm. and so that's kind of my take on that. <laughs> okay, very nice. So, Maricela, how do you keep challenging yourself? Well, some challenging challenges come by themselves. They seem mm. to find me, <laughs> like you know the uh, the, the Maria Buenos Aires. Yeah. Just the 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 director came from New York, and he was starting to audition and find out what was going on in the tango community. So, my assistant and I got chosen. For that, I I enjoy it. It's just great energy, great creative energy. Mm -hmm. Work with Fernanda Gui and Guillermo Melo, nice. and they were wonderful. And I and love the whole challenge. Um, I don't think I 
is something that I want to pursue just because it takes too many hours of your time just mm-hmm. trying to work on the details and and the choreography and stuff. And I prefer more like the freedom of uh, tango as a social dance. Mm-hmm. I always have a curiosity to look at movements and mechanics and posture with a new eye mm-hmm. by practicing by myself at home. I put the music and I start moving around. Mm-hmm. One of the things that lately I've been working even more so is to combine the navigational skills with the alignment of the body and the movements. Mm-hmm. Rather than see, okay, I'm going to teach them, you know, navigational skills and combining that, all that together, the geometry of the room mm-hmm. and playing with those concepts. It's, it, it's just the way of keeping me interesting mm-hmm. as well. Okay. So that's one of the things that I've been kind of <laughs> looking at it even yeah. closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you've been living in, in Eugene for the past few decades, and you're originally from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Is, do you know mm-hmm. off the top of your head if there is now a tango community there? Well, you know, about oh, eight years ago, mm-hmm. I went there, and there was a, a starting of the community. Oh, okay. I mean, I've been going there uh, often, but mm-hmm. uh, and I taught some people there. And then I lost contact, and then mm. whenever I go, I seem to be between family and the beach yeah. and everything else. I haven't kept in touch, mm-hmm. but I saw, that woman was into it, so okay. I need to kind of make an effort next time and, mm-hmm. and go and find out more about it. Last time I, I went, which was just recently, mm-hmm. uh, this year, I got a lot of requests of people, oh, why don't you take, oh. teach uh, a workshop or something. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, something is calling me to get back and mm-hmm. and try that out. I had the same experience in India. I, mm-hmm. I was just traveling last year in India. Nice. And it didn't go with the intention of teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, But went to the Milonga, of course, like any Tanguera. <laughs> <I just laughs> looking, okay, where is the Milonga in India? Mm-hmm. And got in touch with the teacher. And I just went, you know, to meet her and dance mm-hmm. a little bit with the with a group, we got, uh, the guy got lost, the, the driver, so we got there really late. And oh, then we okay. just a few of them left by the time I got there. Mm. But then she invited me to teach a couple of workshops. I said, I'll teach one on the way back mm-hmm. to Delhi, to New Delhi. So going back to the theme, um, I, I it would be nice to have more tango in Dominican Republic. So I mm-hmm. think that's going to be one of my projects yeah. in the future, yeah. to find out more about it. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's great that that in all these parts of the world you'll find a tango community somewhere. So, isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah it's it's just uh, I tell my students say you know after a while you just carry your shoes and the first thing you do when you go on, I don't know to Seattle or mm-hmm. San Francisco is that you start looking where is the tango where is the tango and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's wonderful. That's yeah, a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah, and if you ever need to find something else in the city, somebody at the Milonga can help you. Yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. you you have like an instantaneous friends uh, mm-hmm. with a language that you can communicate. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah. When I went to Washington D.C., there was a guy said, "Well, you should go and see this and that, and <laughs> do this and do that." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, great." You yeah. know, and you feel like a, you can trust these people because they are part of that tango world. Right. And it's like having a friends yeah you never have met but mm-hmm. have a common language with you so yeah. that's, that's another great benefit of uh, dancing tango mm-hmm. 
All right, Marisela, uh, thanks. This has been a lot of fun. So where can we find out more about you online? Well, um, I should do better with my Facebook, but I don't. <laughs> I rarely publish anything. I have a website that mm-hmm. kind of keep alive somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's com. Okay. And yeah. I'll have that in our show notes. So people will be able to go on there and find out more information about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's... Um, just great, and um, I still have to kind of look at your website and learn mm-hmm. more about you. And but I think this is a great idea. It's uh, it's good, and and you know, trying to find within your own creativity mm-hmm. uh, things that you want to do because it's challenging and yeah. it gives you more knowledge. It's it's just wonderful. We mm-hmm. all grow from it. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you come in anytime to Oregon, just be sure to look for yeah. us. Well, uh, absolutely, you will find us. All right, Marisela, thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy. You've got a lot of things going on. But uh, yeah, it means a lot that you took the time to speak to me. And I'm sure the audience will appreciate what you have to say. All right. Thank you, Joe. All right. Thank you. All right. Another good conversation. So we touched upon a number of things. But what stuck out to me was Marisela's thoughts on dealing with frustration And although she remembers experiencing a good amount of it when she first started learning tango, she didn't give up. Now, we've all heard stories about people continuing to go forward despite frustration, but I think there's a better way to look at this. When you remember to stay excited about your tango and to keep in mind the sense of inspiration that this dance gives you, your frustration is not much of an obstacle. Rather, it's a measure of your motivation. And I really like Maricela's thoughts on feeling afraid, whether it's being afraid of going to a milonga or fearing that we'll make a bad impression on a new dance partner. She recommends that we don't deny the fear. Instead, we should just be honest with ourselves and feel it. Admit to ourselves that we're scared, don't let it consume us, but at the same time, don't assign any judgment to the emotion. Feeling afraid is feeling alive, and that can do a lot to push us into a positive experience. So thank you again, Maricela, for your thoughts and for your time. And a big thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there these days, and the fact that you chose mine is a huge deal to me. And if you're enjoying the show, it would be lovely if you could take a few seconds to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcasting app you're using, hit the subscribe button, and leave a five-star rating and a review. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm